I'm sorry, I'm going to need to see your membership card before you come in. This week on the Knowing God Podcast. Hey everybody again, my name is Pastor John Frawley. I am Caleb Rowland. And we are with the Knowing God Podcast. Got a great conversation for you today. We're actually going to do a two-parter on this kind of the plus of church membership. Next week, we're gonna be talking about church discipline in Mm -hmm. regards to church membership. So that should be pretty interesting, but we're gonna be looking at the idea of membership. And I think it's something to be said right up front. Churches do this different ways. Some churches practice a real robust membership. Some churches seem to not really even promote church membership at all. Exactly. And in some ways it's kind of like, and I mean, maybe a bad comparison, but Membership at Costco. And I know that you love that. I mean, you got the points card and everything else. So I mean, you rack up those points. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey would slap my hand because we play the credit card game. (laughs) And uh, so what we do is, you know, we use our credit cards, uh, specifically that Costco credit card. We rack up points. And every February we get basically free groceries, Mm -hmm. but it's not really free because we spent a lot of money to get get them. (laughs) Right. But uh, it's like 4% back at Costco and then like 3% if we eat out. And so we're always at 4% at like when you get gas. So we are really racking up those points. But here's the hook. We can't just go into Costco and say, I've got points. We have to actually have a membership there. Mm -hmm. And we have had to pay for that membership on an annual basis. And when we do that, there are certain benefits that come on the backside of that. Mm-hmm. Number one, we can shop there. Right. But two, we get the points that we can then turn in for credit to shop there more. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a pretty genius system, actually. It is. It is. <laughs> and so as we talk about church membership, it is at the same time similar and completely different. Completely than, different. Uh, <laughs> than this type of membership because, uh, I mean, whenever we talk about the church, we're not talking about a country club, right? right? We're not talking about some kind of exclusive us versus them. We are talking about the body of Christ that is physically present here on the earth to make his name known. So, I mean, it's, it's a completely different thing. But in some ways, I mean, our understanding of membership does play a little bit of a role in there, right? Because in, mm-hmm. in the same way that uh, membership to Costco is voluntary, like membership to the church is also voluntary, right? It's not mm-hmm. compulsory. We're not coming down on you with a hammer and saying, you have to do this or you can't come <laughs> and sit in our church and you can't, you know, like those aren't things that we're doing. But um, at the same time, membership is much deeper whenever we talk about the church than whenever we talk a- about Costco. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I think unhealthy aspects of church membership mm-hmm. can kind of be manifested this way that if I am a member of this church or it might be I've been a member of this church for 20, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. and then you start to quantify how much money you've given to that church. I've got more points. You've got more, <laughs> I've got points. more points built up. Yeah. Right? And and there can be a very unhealthy expectation mm-hmm. kind of associated with Costco or the country club, right, right. you know, membership as well that, hey, since I have put in all of this time, energy, money, therefore I am entitled to certain benefits on the backside. So mm-hmm. you need to do ministry and church the way that I think you should. Right. You should do music the way that I think you mm-hmm. should. You should have your programming or you don't do this program. I'm paying for this program. Right. It can be very, very unhealthy. It can be. And I think then on the flip side, we also have that um, 
over the years, I mean, since really the time of the Reformation, we've become more and more individualistic, right? Absolutely. So then you have those have. who expect benefits from their membership, and then you have those who don't see any benefit to membership, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, Costco, I'll go to Walmart. Like, you know, it's whatever. I'm just going to kind of sit on the outside of things. I don't need to become a member of the church. And, and you know, we understand that because during the Reformation, you know, we were really fighting against the top down. You know, you don't get to know scripture. You don't get to, you can't do these things. But now it's kind of come so far where it's not just individual churches now where it's actually individual believers and sometimes even not even believing that they really need the church all that much so right. they can just go to this church for a while go to this church for the music and this church for the preaching and this church for the uh, children's programs and this church for VBS and it's and it's all good right mm-hmm. and so but church membership is a very important thing and it really does have value right yeah you know we can uh, to that point like we can approach churches like the same way that we might go to a buffet mm-hmm. you know um you know, I, I don't even know if like Golden Corrals are still open. Because I think so. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> hard to find them. Right, Chinese food buffet though. China, you know, absolutely, China, those were those were like you know invulnerable to any kind of COVID. Right, pandemic. absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we can approach. You know, hey, I like this church for that program, and I like this church for that thing, and so mm-hmm. I can kind of sample here and sample here. And you know, before you know it, like when you go to a buffet, you kind of mix the. Mexican food with the Italian food mm-hmm. and the French fries. Right. It's like there's a, a specific buffet here in town and they are, it's called like the buffet of the world. So they've got American food, they've got Chinese food, they've got, you know, uh, Spanish rice over here. They've got a little bit of everything. But at the same time, you miss out on if you were to just go to one restaurant that specialized in that one right. thing you would get a lot better food. Uh, and, and the same thing is true, I think, for our for our spiritual diet, right? We want to come over here and do do the buffet, but really we need to sit down around a table and have mm-hmm. a family meal. That's mm-hmm. the important thing. It's not having the variety, it's having the community. That's and right. that's one of the things about church membership, right? Yeah, and, and so we've kind of used language like this that, you know, we think of contracts, mm-hmm. you know, you get your cell phone contract, Costco membership is a contract. Uh, we really approach this more in terms of covenant. Mm-hmm. And covenant implies a promise that you are going to, you know, hold yourself and be held to that promise and be accountable to that promise regardless of what outputs might come your way. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, on when to leave a church. By covenant, it's not a covenant of marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times to leave a church. Right. There are practical reasons. There are other reasons that might be, be- um, beneficial and appropriate. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about church membership, it's important for us to approach this from the perspective of I'm going to be here and this is my church and basically these are my people. Absolutely. And so as we get into this, then we want to talk about what are actually the benefits of church membership. And again, not benefits of like Costco that you can buy 47,000 rolls of toilet paper for $12, but what are the actual, uh, what are the the graces that come with that? What yeah. does it display to the world around us whenever we are in covenant membership with a church? Yeah. Yep. So I think we kind of start here. Um, Let's just kind of address the first question that maybe somebody might ask. Why should I be a member of a local church Mm -hmm. when I am a member of the universal church? Mm -hmm. You know, I I get this sometimes as a pastor, you know, when we offer membership classes, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm already a member of the church. Mm -hmm. Why should I join your church? Right. So what are your thoughts there? Well, I would say that it's in the same way of saying like, well, I'm a member of the human race, right? Because I'm human. Yeah. Like I, I have flesh and bone and uh-huh. you know intelligence, so I'm a human. So why do I need to be part of a family? 
you know, you you need that family. You need that connection, and not just that, but you need to make a commitment to that family and to say, I'm part of this family, not just like, hey, I'm a friend who kind of hangs around on the periphery, and if you guys get weird, I'm out, right? Yeah. But there's something about saying like, you know, our family's weird and it's crazy and it's messy, <laughs> but we love them, and we're still family, right? And we're not going anywhere. And I think that's one of the really important things is that um, you know you can come and be a part of a church, you can you know partake of different things, but it's when you say, I'm making a commitment. Mm. to this family that I really want to be here through the mess, through the junk, through everything that comes with being a human. I want to be a part of the family. Yeah. So one of the things that we always say, you know, you will never find a command in the Bible, join a church. Right. You just won't find those words, Mm -hmm. you know, in the New Testament. But the command to join a church, I believe, is implicit. Mm -hmm. It's part of what it means to be a believer. Right. So we have seven points that we'll use. These aren't original to us. Uh, There's a guy named Mark Dever, who's a pastor in the Northeast, actually in the Washington, Mm D.C. area. And he's written extensively on this issue of church membership. He has a little pamphlet. You can go find it on Amazon. Why should I join a church? Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are some of his points. We'll try to you know put them in our own words and our own understanding. But you know if you want somebody who's an expert in this field, so to speak, I think Mark Dever is a good place to go to. Correct. So the first one that he says, and I think it's a great point to start, is that church membership displays the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's, let's think about that a little bit. Absolutely. So I think whenever we talk about displaying the gospel, you know, we're talking about the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, came, lived the perfect life, died the sacrificial atoning death for us, rose again in victory, and is uh, ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father. And it is because of that that we can actually be a member of his body, right? And over and over again, I mean, Paul, you know, in his letter to the Corinthians, right, specifically about we are members of a body. And so whenever we're talking Mm -hmm. about that, it's not just any old body. It's the body of Christ, yeah. right? So we actually display who Christ is and what he came for whenever we show uh, our commitment to the church and church membership to his body. To his yeah, body. yeah. And, and as you said, you know, families are always dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Churches always have some level of dysfunction. But when you think about, you know, all the commands in the Bible, like the one another commands, there's like 50 of them in the mm-hmm. New Testament, 50 plus. And, you know, it's very difficult for us to live out, bear one another's burdens, for example, if we don't have other people to bear those burdens with. Correct. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think what Paul is saying there in Galatians 5 is that we just love ourselves. Right. That we actually demonstrate and live out our love for one another. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's this vertical component of the gospel, of course, that we are redeemed and reconciled unto God through Christ. There's also a horizontal component where we begin to apply these principles with one another, and the church actually is a means for how I grow in understanding of the gospel. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. That's right. All right, number two, it is required by the Bible. So again, Mm -hmm. we won't find the command, join a church, Mm -hmm. but... You know, there are places in the Bible, in the New Testament, as we really think about this issue of church membership, where it, it is implicit and, and even demanded that we have some sort of list. So one of the best examples, I think, is in 1 Timothy chapter 5. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul is describing there in Ephesus of distribution of aid and food and, and resources to the widows. Right. And he says something there that's per, it's pretty interesting. He says, if a widow meets these particular criteria, put them on the list implying, of course, that there were certain widows in Ephesus that weren't on a list. Right. I mean, they weren't meeting the needs of every single widow. That mm-hmm. would have been overwhelming. It would have exhausted their resources. Right. But they certainly had a group of people that they considered as their membership. Mm-hmm. And then in that, there was a subset of people that were widows that were um, allowed to receive certain benefits. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, definitely. So um, I love what you say, and you often say it is that the Bible doesn't have a category for an unchurched Christian. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Christians are those who are the called together, the gathered assembly, that Mm -hmm. we are supposed to come together in community and not just be lone rangers, right, out there. And and it's funny that even the lone ranger had Tonto, right? Even though he was called the lone ranger, like he still had his partner out there. And so I think that's one of those interesting things that we need to realize is that the Bible just assumes church membership. It, It just... We talked about this in a previous podcast, right. the different metaphors for a church. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the body metaphor, you have the family metaphor, the building metaphor, agricultural. The agriculture, mm-hmm. and all of this implies, you know, that unity and diversity. Mm-hmm. And so without any kind of commitment to one another, it's right. very difficult to understand how we are to live this out practically. Absolutely. And as you've already mentioned, that it provides a way for us to practically love one another. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's kind of the... The issue is that if we think of all of the different problems in the world, it's easy to get overwhelmed. How are we going to make any difference? How are mm-hmm. we going to make an impact? But whenever we have people who are living life with us shoulder to shoulder mm. and they have real tangible needs, we can say, I can do something about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can take my truck over there and help somebody move. I can uh, go and provide food for this person. This person is sick and in the hospital. I can provide a meal train. I can go in. And there's different things that we can now do in the community as members of the same body that um, – are difficult to next to impossible to do whenever we're, you know, out in the way. So. Yeah. It, perfect example of this is I think this is one of those benefits of small groups, mm-hmm. ministries, and churches where you've got people that you're committed with, that you see on a week-to-week basis, Sunday to Sunday, or even, you know, midweek, different things. I mean, you, you see these people regularly mm-hmm. and you're exposed to their needs. And so there might be a crisis or maybe it's not a crisis. Maybe it's somebody has a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a joyful experience. And so, but in that, there's always this meal train that follows. Yes. And again, it's very difficult to do that practically if we don't have an idea of commitment to one another because somebody might come in, receive some benefits from the small group and be like, okay, I'm going to go to a different church now. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work. It begins to break down. It does. And so we have that internal component of looking at uh, the others who are part of the membership. But then there's also the external component, right, of, yes. of evangelism. And how does that work within the membership of the church? Yeah, I think practically church membership empowers evangelism. Mm-hmm. So we might think of different events. Mm-hmm. We might think of different programs that the church has. Uh, maybe just on a very grassroots basis, there is an overall encouragement for mm-hmm. the church to be involved in evangelism. Right. You know, this particular church at Metropolitan, we have this real robust commitment to global missions. Mm-hmm. I think we support at the last count like 68, you know, different individuals or missionary organizations throughout the world. Without a kind of a tight membership commitment to one another, that becomes very difficult, if not mm-hmm. impractical, to pull off. Exactly, especially because within our church specifically and within a lot of other churches, it's uh, it's not that we uh, just have this massive budget and we're just throwing mm-hmm. money at it. It's, it's individuals, right? It's people yeah. who say, I, I'm going to commit to give money to these missionaries, to these projects, to uh, the gospel going out around the world. So uh, it's not that we just have this massive budget and we can throw all this money at it. It's just that individuals who are members of the church have hearts and are excited about people hearing the word of God. And so uh, that evangelism goes forth. In that Absolutely. Way. So mm-hmm. number five, uh, a point that Dever makes here, it brings assurance of salvation to yourself and to others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, maybe a good illustration of this would be marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you live with someone um, and you don't really make that commitment of marriage, you're just cohabitating together, easy in, easy out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would be, you know, hard to do that financially or whatever, you right. know, when you leave. But there's no paperwork. There's no, yeah. Yeah. Real, mm-hmm. There's real, no real covenant. You know, there's no real guarantee. 
And so, you know, you end up uh, just kind of living together and you don't have that assurance that this mm -hmm. person is with me through the thick and thin. Right. A marriage, however, is much different. You've stood before God and you've stood before man and you've said, I make this commitment. And so a membership covenant with one another then brings assurance in the sense that, man, you belong with us. You are a believer and a follower of Christ. Let me encourage you in this way. And likewise, you do the same for me. Absolutely. And that takes us to the next thing, which is the that membership actually helps to expose false gospels. That's right. Right. That whenever we are together in a, in a unit, whereas one individual might say, huh, that actually sounds like that makes some sense. We come around as a body and we say, no, that's not consistent with what the Bible says. That's not mm. consistent with the true historical gospel of Jesus Christ. That doesn't mesh with what we're doing. And that's why we need each other, right? Because we have people at all different levels of from, you know, brand new saved, you know, never really known anything about Christ to those who have been raised in the church and have been part of the church for 50 years. And we need each other mm -hmm. whenever we come together in that way so that whenever the world onslaughts us, whenever uh, different false religions come in and say, this is the gospel, we say, no, 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 this is the true gospel. And we do that better when we're in community. As yeah. Members. And when we're in community, we're working out, you know, the implications of the gospel. We're also so uh, agreeing on the fundamental tenets of the gospel, mm -hmm. you know, that, no, we believe that Jesus came, died, lived, you know, lived a perfect life, died for us on the behalf of sinners and was resurrected from mm -hmm. the dead. Like we hold that historical confession that that binds us together. And it also, I think, uh, protects the church from accusations that, hey, the church is just a bunch, you know, full of a bunch of hypocrites mm -hmm. that don't really know what they believe and they're, you know, sniping and biting after one another. Right. You know, that can be a false gospel or, or, or kind of bring a false gospel in a church, but if you're committed to one another in real community, it protects against that. It does. And ultimately, living in that kind of community glorifies God. That's right. And that's our ultimate purpose. That is our ultimate uh, purpose as individual believers. That is our ultimate purpose as fellowships that come together as communities, as the church, is to give glory to God because he is ultimately worthy of all glory, all honor, all power. And, and, and the church is such a diverse group of people. And one of the things that is gained is just an expression of how good God is mm -hmm. and how ingenious the church really is and, and has been throughout the centuries. Absolutely. And how elastic it is. It can grow in any kind of context and culture. And that's a beautiful thing of church and church membership. It is. And so for all of you out there who are part of the church, members of churches, we are so glad to be in communion with you as fellow believers in Jesus Christ. We love you. For those of you out there who are searching, we would love to have a conversation with you. We would love for you to go and get involved in a local church because membership really is valuable. But that wraps up our episode today on the Knowing God podcast, and we can't wait to see you next week. Amen. <laughs>